Hey, church, it's Pastor Mike. Welcome to my seven-minute almost daily podcast where we're just trying to adapt to the cultural changes that we find ourselves in, the stuff the pandemic has pushed upon us, pretty much unavoidable. But we're leaning in, trying to figure out how to get better. We call it ReChurch. In the close circle of friends and family, there's kind of a joke that I don't have any hobbies. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything to do with my spare time outside of my family and um, my work as a pastor, to which I've responded for the last 25 years. I don't have any time outside of those two things, and I love them both dearly. I don't need a break from them. <laughs> so, uh, But it's true. It would appear that I don't have any hobbies, but I actually do. Uh, one of them is I love woodworking and building things. I was trying to think back through everything I've built, like physically built, and um, it's a it's a pretty good resume of stuff I've built. Um, starting as a child, sitting on the uh, in the on the garage floor, building stuff next to my father who built stuff. One of the first major projects I had was. Um, all of the furniture in our, my wife, Tammy and I's first, um, family room, uh, in our first home, we liked this kind of style of furniture back in the day was, it was made by Broyhill and we went to a furniture store and I was on my hands and knees and on my back, like, like a mechanic might be under a car and I was measuring stuff because <laughs> we weren't going to buy it. We were going to go home and build it, which we did, um, that's just one. Another one is, uh, I would call it a, a hobby, and that is learning about leadership. Like, I love to read biographies about great leaders. I love books on leadership. I take note of leadership when I see it around me or in the news or um, in sports. And I was remembering one of my favorite leadership moments as I was thinking about um, the content for this particular podcast. And it goes way back to when one of the great linebackers in a, in a historic line of great linebackers that have played for the Pittsburgh Steelers under Coach Cowher's name was Greg Lloyd. I have this picture in my head of Greg Lloyd. He had gotten himself in sideways with uh, some other players, which is like basically <laughs> the definition of football. But he was getting flags thrown on him. He was really frustrated and Cower had gotten him over to the sideline and he's standing towering over Cower. Cower's facing him. He's facing uh, Cower. I, I remember him kind of distantly looking over the top of Cower's head. He was really frustrated. He had his helmet in his hand. It was hanging by his side. He was bald and it was winter and he was sweating profusely. And so his head was steaming <laughs> And he's just frustrated in his eyes. He's just glaring over the top of Cower's head. It was he wasn't upset with Cower. He was just upset. And Cower was beating him with the edge of his hand in the center of his chest. Not, you know, profusely, but he was it was like making a point. Boom, boom, boom. He's talking. And you could see what he was saying. It wasn't it wasn't difficult to read his lips. 
He was saying to him, get the quarterback, get the quarterback, get the quarterback, get the quarterback. And then he smacked him on the, on the shoulder pads and Greg turned around, put his helmet went on and went back in there. Yeah, you could berate the guy for everything he's doing wrong. You could yell at him for getting flagged. You could, but here's your best linebacker. The game is swinging in the balance. What do you need to do? You need this guy to do his job. You need to refocus him on exactly what it is he is supposed to be doing. And his job at this particular time in the football game was to get the quarterback. It was one of the greatest displays of leadership I've ever seen. You talk about getting a guy focused on the center of the target. What's the center of the target for the Christian living the Christian life? If we're flying all over the place, getting flags thrown on us, losing sight of the game, getting involved in all sorts of uh, extracurricular activities and tussles and frustrations, and the coach gets us over to the sideline, and we're standing there, bald, steam coming off of our head, and the coach is tapping us in the center of the chest, what would he be saying? I think he would be saying this. What's been given to you, pass it along. What's been given to you, pass it along. What's been given to you, pass it along. To which you ask, what's been given to me? Quite a bit. But above all else, the Christian life is about having received the undeserved mercy of God. Having received the forgiveness of God through the work of Christ so that you have eternal life. You are completely utterly restored in relationship to God for all of eternity. In, again, in simple form, you have received the mercy and the grace of God, undeserved. Pass it along. Think about what that means for your life. We're going to talk about that in the next couple podcasts, but think about that. You deserve punishment when you consider the sinfulness, not of your outwardly active life, things you've done, said, but Jesus said, it's about your heart. And when you look closely at your heart, you realize we're a twisted combination of good and sinful thoughts, motives, intentions. And in Christ, we have been forgiven We have been shown mercy and undeserved love. Pass it along. Pass it along. Pass it along. along.